Good to be back. We've had a couple of this week, uh, a couple of great episodes. Um, we did a double drop on Thursday because uh, I realised that I'd missed an episode about a week and a half ago. I was going back through the vaults and I was looking over um, various episodes to make clips for you guys. Realised that I'd actually missed out one episode, so I decided to do a double drop. That's why we had the, uh, the we had the stunt woman Tammy Bed, and we also had, of course, TV comedian, writer, and director Neil Brennan as well. So I hope you enjoyed those episodes. If you do enjoy this podcast, do me a favour, do all those good things, share it with your friends, tell people on the internet, send it to your family, send it to your loved ones, send it to your enemies. I don't give a fuck if they're listening. I'll take them. Uh, on top of that, if you want to support the podcast directly, head to Patreon.com/slash/SavageSnowflake. That's Patreon.com/slash/SavageSnowflake. You can donate as little as $1 a month. I know that we've got 30,000 unique listeners so far of this podcast. Even if 10% of you decided to donate a dollar, that would make a huge difference to the running and the operation cost of the podcast. And also, thank you very much to my sponsors. Over here, of course, we have got uh, Boundless Technology. Boundless Technology, the finest purveyors of vaping technology. If you like smoke flour or resin like I do, if you want that dissonant, that crystallite, and those sweet, sweet herbs inside of your body, but you don't want to get the carcinogens, check out all of their vaping technology. Myself, I use the Terra and the CF710. They're fantastic piece of kit. Really ridiculous battery life on both of those. The CF710, it feels like I charge it once every two weeks, if that. Um, and also, you get these different heats on the Terra, so you can get the different cannabinoids, the different flavors out of that without burning your sweet, sweet dank kush. Uh, if you use code SAVAGE over at Boundless Tech, that's B-N-D-L-S-Tech.com, you'll get 25% off all of their kit. And thank you very much, of course, to Manscaped.com as well, the finest purveyors of trimwear for your trim downstairs, I guess. Gentlemen, if you're a suit man like I am, and if you want to tidy up your downstairs area so you can have a romantic night with your lady, she's going to thank you, you're going to thank me, and your bulls ultimately will praise Jesus. They're never going to get nicked. It's got skin-safe technology on their lawnmower 2.0 blades. That means you can never nick those nuts on top of that it's got a crazy battery life it's completely waterproof if you drop it in the bath in the shower it won't make an absolute difference to that piece of kit they've got wonderful conditioners as well for hair across your body your head uh, uh, they've got shampoos they've got wonderful ball wipes whatever you need they've got it over at manscaped.com use code savage for 20% off all of their items and also you'll get a free leather travel bag and free delivery now joining me today is a stand-up comedian and an actor he's currently appearing in an Amazon movie uh, called Finding Silver Lake Locating Silver Lake my apologies yeah, no, uh, locating Silver Lake is Miguel Rojas. How are hey, you, man? What's up, man? How are we doing? I'm all right, dude. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. I'm a bit like today's been one of those days setting up business accounts at banks, yeah. which you know should be a fun and exciting part of uh, of any kind of new venture. <laughs> yeah, sure, but sure. it's just a ball. Like everything yeah. in America is fucking broken. Yeah, everything is. Everything, bro. Yeah, well, like, but you know, we grew up like this. I, I, I'm from here, so we're just used to it. So you're born and bred in Los Angeles? Yes, born okay. and bred in LA. But with a name like Miguel Rojas, I'm guessing you're not a white American. No, crazy. Crazy, yeah, isn't it? Fucking, fucking blow it away. Yeah, no. So where's I'm, your family's heritage from? Um, It's really weird. We're very complex. See, being, I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm Chicano. And being a Mexican, we don't talk about where we came from. All we know is this, as as my generation, Mayans, mate, your Mayans, no, right? Yeah, we're we're supposed to be. I hope, yeah. but my dad was uh, Some conquistadors. Probably yeah, went over and fucked yeah, a great 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 exactly. grandma somewhere. Right? Yeah, because my last name is Spaniard descent. So yeah. one of my ancestors got raped for sure. Okay, um, but the funny thing is, when you grow up Mexican, you'll ask your grandparents like, 
hey, you know, like, what part of Mexico are we from? Like, yeah. when do we get here? And they'll tell you stuff like, you know what? We were there, and now we're fucking here. And yeah. that's all you need to know. It's like, wow. wow. Yeah, you're like, wow. Is that, is that because of what? Like a, like a pride of being in America now, and this is uh, our life? This I think, is where yeah, we're... I think it's a pride of, like, we're here now. Um, my I know my, my dad's mom was from Acapulco. Okay. And my dad's, well, my grandfather, he was from Durango. Right. Yeah, in Mexico. But as far as... When you go back any further about lineage and history and revolution, I don't know. They did some shit over there because they you we, should we dig had into it, mate. You just get the old get one of those like ancestry dot com type. You know what? Start I, looking into I, it. Okay, here we go. Oh, I've been wanting to do that, but here's you might the thing: find out your royalty, somewhere. dude. I might find out I'm not even Mexican. How about that? <laughs> what if I'm what if I'm like British? I don't even know. Yeah, you know. But here's the thing: uh, you those, could be from those, the Middle East, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Little Jap- there's a little Asian yeah. in the face as well. Right. In the well show. Think, you could be Japanese. No, no, man. I, I know. I know. I got a little Spaniard in me. That's yeah. for damn sure. But yeah, a little Spanish, little um, Japanese. The the whole thing with that scares me about those things are they share your DNA. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to really be bad enough. I've already been in the system. I don't okay, want to yeah, be. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. I don't want to be in the system any more than I have to. Are you be. saying you're a bit of a bad boy when you were younger? Uh, yeah. a little bit of a bad boy. Yeah, yeah I did a little bit of a little bit of a rude boy. Yeah, just a little, a little bit of rude boy. That's very British. Rude like boy. Yeah, rude you like boy. that? I thought you would like that one. Yeah. Yeah, rude boys out here. What gangbangers and gangbanging? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, there he is. Oh, 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 you're in trouble. Oh, there you go. Jesus. Didn't turn the phone off. It's the feds, bro. It's the fucking as soon as I talk about this shit, the phone should I run? Yeah, grab it. I'll bring it over. Yeah. Oh man, this is too much. Oh, but it is mum. That is the most beautiful. Yeah, it's mum. Beautiful call. Hey, mum. What's up, mama? Mum. Mum, he's doing a podcast. Mum. Mum. Oh, she hung up. There you go. Sorry about that. Let me just kill that. Yeah, I talked to my mom. I had nine times a day. I like how we're talking about how fucking gangster your history was. And then, <laughs> and then I like, go right, And then your, mom. Mom, your mommy calls you. Yeah, my mommy calls <laughs> Oh, I'm a big mama's boy, man. I, yeah. I've loved... Uh, I talk to my mom nine times a day. Easily nine times a day. Are you serious? Easily nine times a day we'll talk. I'll call her in the morning. I'll talk to her after I wake up. Uh, she'll ask me about... My mom's real cute because she doesn't... She, she's old school, like Chicana. Yeah, Mexican, okay. Yeah, so yeah. she doesn't really understand what i do like i'm a sag actor yeah and now when you say sag actor to people like you and i we, we understand that oh shit sag like that's a big deal you know it took me six months to become a sag actor mm. i got really lucky mm. you know i just got a couple of good projects lined up and before i knew it i had to become sag i tell my mom i'm a sag actor and she goes why you sag, mijo? Yeah, no, she goes, that's nice. why you sag you should be happy <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> right right she goes that's nice but um, you're still working, right? You still have a, a regular <laughs> Dude, that's just job. Parents, you know? Know? My like, parents do the same thing. My dad doesn't. He quites it. Everything goes, you know, well, what are you getting paid for it? We are you getting paid for it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, sometimes, dad, in this industry, you've got to do a few things where, you know, you probably end up spending more money than you make. Because you got to you got to spend money to make money. got to accumulate to spec- uh, speculate to accumulate. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. And I'm like, well, that's just the way it is. And he's like, no, well, that's not business. And he, they're not yeah. wrong. Your mom and my dad no. are not actually wrong. No, they're they're, they're dead on. Because we if, should get paid if more. creative industries and if the creative arts and people in those arts like comics right took themselves understood the worth of the job they do you know we've trained for fucking I, I, however many years every person has a different thing but I've been over a decade doing this thing right to get really fucking good at it to entertain right. people right and in New York you get paid for it but in Los Angeles oh no there's no worth there's no yeah. worth they don't care about professional comics they care no. about fame and that's it. Right. And it's a whole different game because 
here in LA, like, uh, you know, as well as I do, you get a spot. You're lucky if you get a drink ticket. Yeah, yeah. You're lucky if you get a free meal. If you get a free meal I can and a drink that. ticket. You know that show we did together the other week? Yeah. Um, Over in, where was it? Uh, Haha's. At the Haha Comedy Cafe. It was a great, yeah. great show, actually. Great really show. good fun, great good audience. Up. We had, we did well. Right. Um, But the, uh, the fucking, I went to the bar to get a bottle of water. Right. And I was working for free, performing for exactly. free. Exactly. And I brought five people down who spent whatever it was, entry, 15, 15 bucks. Right. So they just spent, seven, that was 75 bucks that I brought into their venue. And then right. they bought drinks. Right. And I went to get a bottle of water. I was like, hey, I'm one of the comics. I'm on the lineup. Can I get a bottle of water? Like that? And he was like, oh yeah, I got to charge you for the water, for the bottles of water. Right. Five bucks. Right. For one of them. Right. From a Rouse fucking, you From know, a, yeah, 20, 20 cent. A, not even that. For yeah. a t- $5 for a 20 cent bottle of water. Yeah. That's that's what Los for Angeles two, is. For two yeah. ninety nine, you can get thirty six pack. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, they charge you five bucks for yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the way it is. No, it totally is because isn't that fucking ridiculous? That would never no. happen for any other profession. If you, you know what, I, I always say this: uh, if you're in a shitty band, yeah. you could be in the shittiest band in the world. You know, like uh, fucking shit on my mom's like Maroon face. Five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Shit on my mom's <laughs> face. You're a metal band. You rock. You know, mm-hmm. and you have horrible songs. Like I threw my cat in the traffic. You know, dude. I mean, I'm just not gonna lie. I want to download songs. the album. No, no. I'm just saying, man. And and you can legitimately get people to pay to come see you. Sure. You could you could you could play at a venue and they'll mm. they'll they'll give you free booze they'll they'll take care of you. Sure, you'd sure, be the sure. worst fucking band. You could be the hottest comic, but without that quote unquote green light that that you need to have to get mm. paid. Um, well, in Los Angeles, it it's fame. Get, it's fame in Los yeah. Angeles. In yeah. New York, it's ability. So in See, New York, I get yeah. paid at all the clubs I work at, and they're right. all professional clubs. But it's because right. they only book pro comics. Right. And if you're on that lineup, it's because you're a professional working exactly. comic. Exactly. And so you get you get money, and it might be. 30 bucks or 40 bucks but during the week. It is, and on the money. weekends, 100, 150, depending right. on what the shows are. But you get paid for your shows. Right. And well, you can do four a night. So then you're good. Yeah. 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 Well, see, what I learned is... Should have stuck I, to gangbanging, man. Yeah, I know. But what I did is I... <laughs> yeah, seriously. What I did is I started uh, leaving out of state. Okay. And I do uh, Indian uh, Native American casinos. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll, they'll pay. Yeah. They'll pay, yeah, but you got to be strict. You got you have a, like a good time window. You got to be on. You got to have your crew set. Yeah, yeah, I did a show called the Chicken Rice and Beans. Had a Native American, had a black guy, had an Asian guy, okay. and then myself. And that was like that was our whole theme, you know, yeah, fighting yeah, racism yeah. one joke at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the, it was great because they'll pay you. They pay for your airfare, travel, food, lodging. Sure, man. Pay yeah. for you at the casino. That's the same you know? in Vegas. I do the Rio in Vegas at the comedy oh, okay. cellar out there. Yeah. And the weeks run out there is amazing. I do. do why, why do we bother doing it then? If it's such a strain, honestly, and I, I, I say this uh, half in jest, but also half seriously. What makes a man like you, who you know, on your in your stage show, I should set up the preface. Right. On in the stage show that what you do a few weeks ago, you're very funny. You killed on stage. Oh, thank and you. And you had like. Uh, references to kind of like your past life, you know. Right. Oh, I was a cholo and I was a bit of a gangbang. Right, like, you right, know, I was a right. bit of a bad boy. I don't know about right. gangbanger, but I was right. a bad boy, right? And yeah. I would do some some naughty things. Sure. Um, and then you end up now, you know, telling jokes on stage. Yeah, it's a weird ride. It's a weird ride, which I would like to know how you progress from one to the other. And okay. also, I want to know also how often are there moments because I, I, I've not I've been arrested plenty of times and. Well, three times. 
and I've been put in the you know in the tombs under in New York for you know it's always for violence it's always for violence but okay. but I got to be honest whilst I'm not I'm not in any way shape or form any kind of gangster or you know involved in any illegal activity when I was younger sure mild illegal activity sure sure we all are sure there are parts of me that go for instance why the fuck am I doing this some days I know I love it I right. know I um, this is what this is my passion my drive but right. I could still do it and put loads less time into it. Just take the bookings that come in when they come in, sure. which are enough to keep me on the Sustained. on the circuit. Sure. Uh, not to sustain my bills, but keep me on the circuit and okay. keep me as a working comic. And then I could go and do something else and make fucking money. Because I've got the ability. I've got the business acumen. I've got the, you know, the cheeky yeah. ducking and diving attitude. And some days I do go, maybe I should just, uh, you know, just sell drugs. Right. Or, <laughs> or like, or you know, yeah. or like hurt people for money. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done both of those. <laughs> yeah. I've done both of those. Yeah. Um, but you got a family as well, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the difference. No, it, you know what's weird, and I, God, I hate to sound like because people are just gonna hate me for this, but I'm, I'm gonna just be absolutely honest with you. That wasn't even the thing that stopped me. Okay. I wasn't even because no, that's see, not, no, people what, weren't happy for that. They'll respect you being honest. What, yeah, I'm being totally honest. Where I come from, where I came from, yeah, the the environment that I came from, your world exists around X amount of blocks. Okay, sure. X amount of of, of, of square footage. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's your whole entire universe. And some people never there leave is, those. People, never leave. And that I have there. family that has. So like, where you from? Left. Where you from? Yeah. Where you from? Yeah, you know what I mean. Where your grandma from? Yeah, yeah. Where, <laughs> where your grandma live? Where, yeah, where she yeah, stay? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. The, the environment that I came from was a very violent environment. Very, very violent. And where was this? Downtown LA? Uh, no, I lived all over. I lived in uh, East LA. I lived in uh, South Central. I lived on the, the South Side, Florence District. I lived in Watts, Linwood, what was Compton. The, wait, wait, wait. Where your grandma from? Yeah, Southgate, my grandma lived. Well, hey. we actually lived in uh, Florence District. Okay. Florence District is where we were raised. So. Okay. My cousins are all gangbangers. Mm-hmm. My my girl cousins are all gangbangers. My sister's been to prison. No, wait, hang on. They're in, are they in like, because if they're like um, Mexican female gangbangers, mm-hmm. what's the official name of that? No, they're just cholas. Cholas. Chola, yeah, cholas. Chola, chola. Yeah. So everyone in my family is 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 somehow, not not that they're not hardworking people, sure, not sure. that they don't go to, to work, <laughs> not that they, you know, I don't, don't want to spit on nah, them. Yeah, you got to clean your gun once a week. Yeah, you, gotta, you know, you, know, you got to do, but. You got to re-put the, the four down every time you bury the money underneath yeah, it. You know what I mean? That sure. takes time. Yeah, it takes time, man. It takes time to do shit. But uh, <laughs> the environment that I came from, it's pure violence. Okay. Just violence. So being my dad was a violent a family guy. and being in that world aren't mutually exclusive. It's not like you have kids and then suddenly go, well, now I better give up yeah, all that. Stop. Yeah. It's more, no, 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 it's no. more like no, no, no. I, no that's just I'll part teach, of. I'll teach you how to how to. How to yeah, do you're, you're going to grow up in this environment. Yeah, and you're going to follow in line because this is the way it is. My dad. Oh, that's the cycle of keeping cycle you know keeping minorities or people you know exactly. in, in kind of working class environments, keeping them in the same kind of behavioral patterns. Exactly, keeping yeah. them in that class. Yeah, yeah, and my dad. Uh, he's been gone for three years now, rest in peace. And, and I love my pops, man. He was a great dude. But my dad was a very violent guy. My yeah. guy, my dad was the type of, I grew up in an environment where you hit first mm. and then you ask questions later. Sure. Because survival is the key. Yeah. I'm not going to, I, I got to get out of here. I got to walk out that door. And if it's between you and me, mm. I'm walking out. Sure, sure. And that's the bottom line. I don't care what I got to do to walk out. I'm walking out. I'll, I'll, I'll get judged later. I'll go to court. Uh, I'll do what I have to do. It's, but at that it's moment, it ends up being a little bit about immediate 
uh, need for respect, you know. And it's respect. Yeah. Everything is respect. Ascertaining your, this is my position and this is... Everything is respect. Everything has to be with respect. And growing up in that environment, I didn't know anything else. Hmm. So I was a very violent, quick-tempered, violent guy. And I got lucky. I never went to prison. I went to jail a few times. and, and And that was just a joke. Because it, I have a joke about going to jail. It's just yeah, it, yeah, literally yeah. when you go to jail, it's a joke. There's no, there's this, no rehabilitation. There's nah, no, nah, nah. no, no. You learn how to become a better criminal. Sure. And you learn, you get better connections as you go into the system. There's no like, oh man, I went to jail and I got so scared I never went back. No, that that no, no, no. That doesn't that doesn't work. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the environment that I was in, not certainly not in this country. No, no, yeah. In the environment that I was in, it's just one of those situations where you, you, it's all based on respect. Outside, people might not understand. How could you die for a street? Well, because that's the only fucking thing I have. Yeah. Well, and, your, can, and your name and your, the level of respect people have yeah. for you and your and, reputation and, and that's, is that's the only thing you carry yourself. Yeah. In life. And people say, how could you die for a street? How could you hurt someone for a street? Well, it takes time to grow up and then you realize, like I did, Fuck, dude, I'm out here hurting people that look like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out here hurting people that have a, a dad like me. I should go to Beverly Hills you instead. I mean? That's, <laughs> and you know what? That's the truth. Yeah. You get an awakening. I had an awakening where I said, why am I hurting people that have a tia like me and have primos like me and have a mom like me and a dad like me and sisters like me and, yeah. and brothers like me and, and look like me mm. and they come from the same areas I do. And then when you go to jail... Here's the catch that people don't tell you. But when you go to jail, they ask you, like, what area you're from? And you tell them where you're from. And then they go, oh, well, all those guys hang out over there. So then you have to go over there and hang out with those guys. continuation of that. Well, no, 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 no. Because now you and I are from the same city. But you and I don't get along. You and I are from rival neighborhoods. We constantly fight and shoot at each other. Okay. So then you're Crips on Bloods. That's just for an example. Okay. Uh, Well, let's not use Crips and Bloods. Let's use this. You're uh, from Savage, and I'm from uh, uh, Hats, let's okay, just say. sure. But we live in the same city. We live in Hollywood. I think the Savages sound yeah, cooler from the than Savages. the Hats. They yeah, sound cooler than the Hats. Okay, well, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> if we're naming gangs, but we're naming I don't want to show you're, off, you're, but you're, you're, my gang is infinitely fucking more terrifying. Okay, yeah, but we're rougher. Um, so, <laughs> so here you go. And we're from Hollywood. Let's okay, just say yeah, we're yeah, from yeah. Hollywood. When we go to jail... They're going to ask you, hey, where are you from? You're going to say, no, you're going to say, I'm from Savages. I'm from Hollywood. I'm yeah. from the Savages. They're going to yeah. say, oh, okay. Well, the hats from Hollywood, they're right there. And you legitimately have to come to my table yeah. and sit down. Now, Now, prior to you coming to jail, sure. we were shooting at each other. We were fighting. We were trying sure, to kill sure, each sure. other on You have site. to have a, what, a conversation once you sit down there? But now, no, now, we're, now that we're in jail, we got to get along. I was going to because say, because once all, you're in jail, it's more like... It's people, all race. This is, see, this is what... Oh, is it all racially it's based? All is it? It's all race. It's Mexicans. It's Sureños. It's Norteños. Norteños and Sureños don't get along. No, uh, those are northern Mex- uh, Mexicans from like San Francisco, Modesto. And they'll even like segregate out how they like you based on the part of the country you're yeah, from. Yeah, or part of the state of California. Yeah. And then you have you have your Southsiders and you have the Norteños. So yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. get along with them. And then you have whites that, that stick with whites. Well, they're and normally fucking blacks. Aryans, aren't they? They're yeah, all Aryans, like ABs, yeah. the big polar bears. And well, if, you you're, if you're blacks. white and you're not a fucking racist or a neo-Nazi. Oh, you better click up. Really? You have to just... Oh, you better click up. So what are you... What are you, you going to get run over? I was going to say, what happened? Because what, 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 there must be some people... You get preyed on. ...who go to jail 
you know, and they've, uh, you know, they've broken a the law. They've done something quite serious, maybe a robbery or something like that, armed yeah. robbery, and they end up in a jail. But they're not racist. They used to, they grew up on a block where they hung out with black kids, Mexican kids, white yeah, it kids. It doesn't exist no more. Nah, what? No, doesn't exist no more because it's all race after that. Like I, like I said, I've never been to prison. I've only been to jail and little things like that. Mm. And even in the little jail system, it's like pre-training. You know, it's before you get to the big leagues, sure, before sure, you get sure, to the sure. NBA, you know what I mean? You got the minor leagues, minor league baseball, then you go to them. Yeah. So when you go to little jails and you go to as a minor and then they, they, it's it's all training. They train you how to think. And then me, I was fortunate that, you know, in that world, all my uncles have been to prison. Yeah. All of them have been involved. All of them run. All my, because I got cousins in there right now. I got, I got uncles in there right now. So th- this is just the mentality you have. Hmm. But when you step outside of it, it, you, for me, when I got to step outside of it and I got to look back, I said, wow, mm. wow, this is fucking insane. Like, this but is a great insane. source of comedy as well. Yeah, great source of, to pull from. Yeah. But it's insane to think that I was running around doing what I was doing and mm. acting the way I was acting. So what's, what's like a break point? What's the point where you, because it sounds like you had some kind of, I don't want to make it sound too, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, necessarily i'm a man of science rather than a man of religion but a spiritual being you know i'm a spiritual being so let me say like a a bit of a spiritual awakening perhaps where you go wow i was wrapped up in that that's really what i was giving my time and my energy to yeah instead of doing things that make me really happy right fulfill me right that will hopefully not land me with six bullets in my (laughs) chest you know what i mean right right but when i was doing that stuff i did feel the fulfillment it was fun it was cool riding a motorcycle Riding around, well, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah so riding I'd, a I'd Harley, with a hanging out, in. going to uh, uh, bars. You know the routine. You know the yeah, life. yeah, sure, sure. You know, partying with girls, drinking. To, to, I, I mean, I certainly know all of that side of it. I know the rock and roll debaucherous behavior side. Right. In terms of the illegality and the and the criminality of that, right. I certainly and infinitely more. I'm a I'm a diet coke version of you know what you've experienced. One hundred percent. I'm sure of it. Like, I've never I've never had people shooting guns at me or shotguns at people. Yeah, it's like it's weird when you get shot at. It's yeah, nothing yeah. like the movies. But I've definitely had people pull knives. We've had fights. Right. You know, we used to have yeah, a lot of stabbed. fights. With like yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, ever been stabbed? I've uh, I've been yes. I have been. I've been hurt. I've never been stabbed. Stabbed. I've been cut with a knife. Yeah. Oh, I've been stabbed. Collapsed. Long. ICU. Oh, really? I was, yeah. I've been stabbed in bar fights and I got stabbed in my ass one time. I guess the guy was That's gonna be the best place to get stabbed. You know what? I guess the guy was reaching for my back, but he stabbed me in the ass. Then I ended up going to my sister's house. First first time it's paid for you to have that thick booty, right? Yeah, yeah. It's serious. Uh, my sister and my brother in law, they lay me down, they clean it, they clean the wound, and then my sister gets spider webs and wraps them around the the wound and it actually healed it up. So I didn't have to go to the because if I would have went to the hospital with a knife wound, they would yeah, have, yeah, go. What then the here? cops would have been like, "Hey, oh, what I sat on here? a knife. It was on the chair, and I sat on it." Yeah, yeah no, not looking the way I do. Maybe yeah. looking the way you do, they would have been like, "Oh, well, oh my goodness, well, you need to be careful." See, isn't that interesting? Because I, I understand that I've I've gone through a, like a huge amount of change since my move to America, okay, and more so in the last few months. You know, um, I've been having lots of interesting conversations about about how I'm perceived, yeah, how I actually am, right, how. It differs between America and England. There's so much going on. For yeah. instance, very in England, the criminality and the and the the the, the uh, we definitely have block based 
Um, oh yeah, no, you guys battles. got. Yeah, we you have guys like, got it going what, on. you know, what what man them are you from? Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, you yeah. come from? Oh, E eleven, brother, E eleven. Oh, oh, oh E eleven, man, I'm down the road. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Kicks off. They have a big fucking. You fight guys are vicious, so you guys walk around with like machetes. And, yeah, yeah. Well, and they used to do an acid bottles of acid is like a, a big a one big now because you can yeah. it's clear in a bottle. It doesn't burn through plastic, so you can walk around with hydrochloric acid and then they just throw it in someone's fucking face. That's insane. Burn their face off. Yeah. But we don't um, want to burn your face up. We just want to shoot you. Well, there difference. you go. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost. I'd almost rather get shot in the fucking. That's what I was thinking. Chest than I would get. You know, have acid, acid thrown in my fucking face and eyes. Right. But not that I'm looking to have either of those things done. Just, no, no, just no, 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 no. Not that any of my listeners are going. Now I know how it's going to Now I know how to get them. But there's we. Whilst we uh, absolutely there's racism exists in England. We differentiate so much more based on class in the UK. I, okay. So if you're poor. If you're working class, like my mum and dad, incredibly poor working class people, but their families work themselves out of that and started to get to like lower middle class. My mum and dad enjoyed a lifestyle that I would say was working middle class. Sure. We went on a holiday every year. Okay. It was a camping trip to France that cost, you know, hundred bucks to get over on the Eurostar. But we, you know, we, we did things that yeah, other yeah. people didn't get to do. Sure. Um, I got good education through scholarships, so we didn't have to pay the full fees. We paid like nice. a third of the fees and stuff because I did one exam. So I enjoyed what would be considered quite a middle class upbringing. Right. But then the ideology of like, uh, what, what didn't differentiate me was this guy's black, this guy's Indian. Because all my friends growing up were like Bangladeshi, Pakistani, black, sure. Jamaican, you know what I mean? African, like there right. were, you know. Uh, but then I came here, the country that's meant to be super like, whoa, look how many different races. We all got melting pot all together. Yeah. And I realized once I got here, people fucking hate each other here. Yeah. Based on race. People Peace. are... So, and and I, I understand why, now I've been here a while, and why I'm sure. looking at the structure from the top down. Mm -hmm. It's designed that way to keep exactly. everyone segregated, everyone fighting amongst themselves. Exactly. So they never notice that this isn't a governance. This isn't a country that cares about its citizens. This is a business that has employees that they will fuck on the daily. Fuck you, yeah. pay me. But here's the other deal. I'm also in this country, which I wasn't in England. I'm still a white man. Sure. So being white and being a man, those are two things that work in my favor generally in, in the world for most countries. Right. But I'm also an immigrant. And the what I've experienced oh, yeah. here is they don't want me here. They want my money and they want me to fuck off. That's really what they want. Welcome to America. Yeah, dude. And um, yeah. I've never felt more... More like a man of color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm dating a girl. Uh, you know, I date this um, this this wonderful girl who's Jamaican Puerto Rican, and uh, you know, we talk. She's, she's very, very, very pretty. I oh yeah, she's. Club. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's a very yeah, pretty gorgeous girl. girl. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, she's a beautiful. I'm very talented as well. But she, uh, we have long conversations about race and about approaches to it, and about why there's such a disconnect. And I'm learning more and more and more everything that I came to America with, all the right. ideals, all the naive sure. ideologies sure. of human companionship <clears throat> and understanding and empathy. Because, you know, when you go, oh, they don't treat us like I'm, you know, he treated me like I'm, I was a human being. And I'm like, right. bro, you, but you fucking are. We all are. We're all part of one yeah. race, the human race. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah. then I realized just because that's how I view the world. And I thought a lot of people were like that. As mm -mm. soon as I got here, I realized no one gives a fuck. No, it's, um, Growing up here is, uh, it's really, it's, uh, shit, man. It is, you grow up with, with, with just being taught <coughs> racism. Yeah. It's, it's bread. And no matter how much, 
uh, diversity is in your neighborhood or yeah. diversity is in your in your home. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Uh, racism and and the the components that go with it are just bred. It's yeah. just brought in. You don't. It, it, it's very hard. Because I grew up in, and again, I grew up in neighborhoods where, like, when I lived in South Central, mm-hmm. um, I went to school with, uh, you know, a lot of quote unquote black kids. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, sure, sure. And I grew up in neighborhoods like that. So, hanging out with black people or knowing black people, we're in the same boat. Mm. That's the way we look at it. Like Mexicans so, and blacks, we 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 in the same boat. So, where's the education that makes you go? Even though, because I, I agree with you that I'm. I mean, look, this this country was founded on two two tenets. One was uh, fanatical religion, mm-hmm. you know, which was all the puritanical pilgrims coming over here because they thought Europe was too lax with church. Okay. So basically, you got a whole lot of religious nut jobs came over here to resettle the new land. And sure. It's very much about church and making money and keeping people fucking, you know, down. Yeah, right down the line. And then slave owners who who wanted to, you know, uh, bring to reality um, the idea of uh, a corporate, uh, sorry, a commercial, uh, not commercial, capitalism, capitalism which, yeah. which is a broken formula. Sure. The, uh, capitalism, the guy who wrote the, the manifesto that capitalism <coughs> is based on, in that book he says, this can only exist and will only work as a formula if the governance of the country that it's implemented in is completely and solely consumed with protection of the people and looking after the people's interests. And that's how you can have people pushing and building businesses and this capitalist ideology of everyone can succeed if we work hard. Right. But you have to have that other controlling force, the co- governance, to say, whoa, 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 you're, getting, you're trying to do this to monopolize it. We can't do that. We're for the right. people and we're making sure they have to keep some. There's and what happened is you had the, the governance of this country was, was run by the capitalists, the slave owners, and the fucking puritanical religious nutjobs. Yeah. So you had a broken formula. It was all this side. It, yeah. And people wonder why it, it's fucked out here. But I've, re- I've realized, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find a place where I go, well, I don't think, it's ever going to change in this country now. No, no. I, here's the, yeah. It's and that's not, scary. What's terrifying no, thought? Yeah, no, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. But what people have learned to do is to learn to implement that system and use it against the system. You, you know, I, okay. Give so, me an example, would you? For example, um, like you have these rappers now yeah. that, that are just fucking doing it. You have entrepreneurs that are like, uh, they don't need studios anymore. They build a studio in their house. Mm. They don't need exactly. They don't need the big record company. They're pushing it out themselves. Sure, they pick it up, they're, put they're, it on SoundCloud, it on Spotify, it blows Spotify. up. They're only taking the big uh, contract to only support a tour. Okay, they're keeping all their revenue. They're building labels. They're building uh, 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 clothing, hats. And look, look what happens to to people like that. Look yeah. at Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. Yeah, man. man. And yeah. there's a man who um, who I, you know, I'll be honest, I, uh, even though I'm a huge, you know, 30-year lover of, or 25-year lover of hip-hop music and rap yeah. music, didn't know much about Nipsey Hussle to right. barely anything. Right. Um, and now I've listened to some of his music. Eh, it's not necessarily, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really into his flow or whatever, but he's sure. clearly a talented man. Yeah, yeah. But he was trying to change, you know, which, like you say, a lot of these young men who might come out of a, a, a difficult place, or all young men and women who come out of a difficult place, a, uh, use music or the arts or culture Whatever to propel is. themselves to a place sure. of prominence where they can actually make their own bank and they can start to make their own decisions. Right. But those people still get fucked by the banks in this country. They sure. still get fucked by the, the, by the authoritarian uh, institutions like the police. You know, well, they- there's, there's a certain, there's a certain, yeah. 
and who and what I was what I was originally asking was who inputs that I understand when they're kids at school they don't get taught the reality of the of the racial history for instance right know, slavery barely gets fucking brought barely up barely gets schools, brought up yeah which is insane well see that's the thing the history I don't mean to cut you off but here's the thing yeah. when you're in schools especially schools out here you're you're it's all programmed it's all taught it's all it's all it's like the movies when you look at like uh for example SEAL Team 6 they went in and they killed Osama bin Laden. You want me to fucking believe that they were all white guys? There wasn't one fucking black dude on that SEAL Team 6. There yeah. wasn't one Mexican dude. There wasn't one quote unquote other. They're all just white. So all the white guys got to kill them. But that's that's pre-programming. Also, if you believe that Osama bin Laden was really killed yeah. in that in that particular endeavor. Right, right. But I'm just using... dropped in the ocean. Well, I'm just using... Buried it as an, at yeah. sea. Right, right, what? right. Come on. Right. But I'm using that as an example. Like I know what you mean. I know and, you, and no, no, I'm not history, saying you believe that. I'm saying people Through the history in this country, uh, you know, Paul Revere, he rode by himself to say, the British are coming. Sure, sure, it, sure. There was three dudes on that ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was three dudes on that ride and all three of them got arrested. Yeah. But nobody talks about that. But because it's a better story to say one white guy just rode from Boston or you know rode across and and so, let everybody know. So by that, by you're, that, you're by pre-programmed that. your whole life. You're pre-programmed, and then by the to time what, believe lies to, to believe all these lies, and then by the time you get old enough, either a you don't give a fuck, b you're dead, c you're in jail. And then if you get to go to jail, then you get to really educate yourself because you get to read books because you ain't got shit to do. Shit to do, but read and figure out what the fuck is really going on. Is that where you or, got your education then, would you say? Well, when I went, I was in camp. I got busted and I went to jail for a little while. And it wasn't very long. It was, a, I think, like a little six-month stay. And I, I think I started started tuning in. And I started, I started getting a little hip. And then I started kind of opening my eyes. And I started seeing different things. And then the awakening which I call it the awakening started happening for me because I started looking around, you know, and I, and I had a great, and I, I believe this in life. You'll, you'll meet people sure. that can change your path, change your destiny. If you have your, your eyes open, if you have them. your eyes yeah, open, yeah, yeah, yeah. because your, if not, your heart opens, to something, your yeah. heart has to be open. If yeah. not, you are all these, all these great signs that will come to you. You'll just pass them by. Yeah. 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 And what I had was this, I was 17 years old, and I just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. And I was prepared because this was my life. This is what I was going to do, sure. what have you, whatnot. My uncle, rest in peace, was uh, what... I feel like any time you mention anyone's name, it's going to be followed up by rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, sure. a a bit, that's quite gone. telling, right? Um, he was... Uh, my old math teacher, he rest was in a, peace. Yeah, um, exactly. He was, he was a, a true gangster. Okay, yeah. Like, in every sense of the word. Sure. What people like to say, the mob, the mafia, he was... Sure, sure, that kind of version. That kind of deep in it. And he just set me down and he said, hey, listen. And this was it was cold bone chilling. He set me down, we're smoking a cigarette together. And he said, hey, man, you know, you just got out. Congratulations on getting out. And I said, oh, yeah, thanks. You know, thanks, Theo. And he looked at me and he said, hey, listen, your mom wanted me to talk to you. And I'm not going to tell you everything she wanted me to tell you because it was a bunch of bullshit. So I'm going to tell you the truth. And I said, okay. He said, look, I know you're going to fuck up. And I know you're going to go to prison. And you don't have to worry because I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to put the name out because you're part of the family. I'm going to put it out there. You're going to be taken care of. Mm. No one's going to fuck with you. No one's going to mess with you. You're going to have an easy free ride. Sure. You're going to have to do what we tell you to do. But 
but that's going to be nothing. You know, stick a dude here, stab a guy there, no big mm-hmm. deal. But the day you fuck up, the day you fuck up, you don't have to worry about anybody coming to kill you because I'm going to come to kill you because I'm opening the door for you and I'm putting my name on it. So don't worry. I'm letting you know the day you fuck up in prison, I'll come and I'll kill you. And then he said, do you want something to drink? Yeah. Sounds like a night. Well, at least he offered you a beverage. And I looked at him (laughs) and I'm being honest. I was like, I sat there and I said, wow, this is real. Like this is when it's gotten really real. This is no more. No more uh, ice cream and water balloon fights. I was going to say, you didn't invite him to any more birthdays, did you? Oh, no. I love the shit out of him, man. I I always hung out with him, but I kind of, that was kind of the the point that made me, because I knew he was a killer. Yeah. And there was no mistaking. He had, and he was making it very clear for you, just saying, look, when, if you do something that goes against what this code requires, it doesn't doesn't matter that you're my blood relation. I'll put a bullet in your head. I got to wipe you out. Yeah. I'm going to wipe you out. So you'll be done. So, because I'm not going to let them do it to me. And if sure, I bring you sure, in, sure. I'm responsible for you. That's what he sure, told me. Sure, sure. So I had the choice of either taking that path, which a lot of people do, or running the risk real, of fucking up. And or then running then... the risk of fucking up and getting everybody caught up, you know? And I yeah. knew I was a fuck up. I, I'm a fuck up. I like to, uh, yeah, when I was young, I, I'm, uh, I'm a fuck up. Okay, fair. Yeah, I like to run with the devil. Well, no, one's, no one's born a fuck up. I think you, uh, you were a product of your circumstance. I think I think that, but again, um, I had a learning disability. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have dyslexia, so I see letters backwards. Sure. So that didn't help in public school. Um, it doesn't help that there's not a lot of money in those public schools. My sure, parents sure, sure. tried as much as they could. But I just was, was just a, a hard-headed asshole that just ran. And what I did is, is I started opening my eyes to things, started seeing things, and change didn't come right away. Mm. It didn't really come right away. I, I literally just started coming down when I got involved in comedy and got involved with acting. That's when I really started, quote unquote, pumping the brakes, retiring. What was the um, what was the catalyst for that interest? Oh, I have a, uh, yeah. So <laughs> there's got to be something that led you to, again, led you from, I, I, again, I know this uncle is going to cut my fucking arms off. Yeah, to, to, I tell you what, I want to be a bloody festival. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Uh, here's the thing. I it's really funny. Again, I believe in signs. I know it sounds corny, but I believe you know you meet people for reasons, and I sure. believe in things. So one of my buddies, my good buddy Mondo, he's uh, you can look guys look him up. Uh, Mellow Mellow Moods Tattoos. He's a tattoo artist. Okay, big time tattoo artist. Really super great dude. He tells me, hey man, um, let's go to a comedy show. And I said, why are we going to a comedy show? And he said, well, because one of my friends does comedy and want to go support him. Cool. I said, cool. So here we are, these two fat Mexican guys. We jump on our motorcycles, jump on our Harleys, and we ride down there, park our bikes. You know you know the scene. Park right next to the door. Sure. Give a fuck. Fuck you. Walk around them. Walk in. We sit down. We're chilling. We're drinking. We're smoking weed. We're laughing. Uh, his buddy comes on. You know, watch the show. After the show... This comedian that was running the show named Dave Nunez, still a comic, lives in San Francisco or Oakland. Um, my buddy Mondo approaches him and he says, hey, man, how does one become a comedian? Like, what do you have to do? Classes? Like, what do you have to do? Sure, sure, sure. And I'm standing there. I'm high as fuck, by the way. Yeah. I've been smoking weed. I've been drinking. I'm loaded. You know, I'm just like, they, 
the comics weren't really that funny, so I entertained myself. You sure, know what I mean? Sure, sure. So I'm sitting there and I'm loaded. And he says, Oh, are you interested in being a comedian? And my boy Mondo says, No, it's for my buddy, him. I said, Who's your buddy? You. I said, no, I don't fucking want to be a comedian. I don't want to fucking tell jokes. Yeah. And he goes, No, dude, you're really funny, bro. You could do this. I'm just, I fucking can't do this. So the guy says, Hey, listen, man, why don't you go home, write some stuff, come back. And I'm here every Thursday. I put this show on. And give I'll you a five-minute spot. Yeah, little, yeah, little, yeah. Two, three minutes. See what you can do. Sure. So I, I don't know how long it was, but it must have been weeks, if not a month or two. Mm-hmm. And my boy Mondo, every day, because we worked together, every day in the truck, he would go, so did you write any jokes? And I'd be like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. And he's like, oh, what's up, you fucking pussy? You scared? Oh, oh, Mr. Tough, fucking biker, gangster guy, fucking beat up people, but you can't go in front of people and tell jokes? Yeah. And I said, fuck you, dude. And he's like, no, fuck you. We would really get into it where I would park the truck and be like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he'd be like, no, you ain't fucking nobody up, bitch. Oh, I can't stand to be called bitch. So there we are, two fat Mexican guys chasing each other around the truck. He's a little thinner than me. He's like, you're not going to catch me. You're too fat. Write yeah. a fucking joke, fucker. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. We get back in the truck. And this was an everyday occurrence for weeks. Yeah. Finally, to shut this motherfucker like up. It's yeah, like it was a like, a, yeah, seriously. <laughs> to shut this motherfucker up because I worked with him five days a week. I just imagine you two chasing each other around the truck. Grown and it speeded up men. Speeded up like to three times the speed. Grown, so it was like a Benny Hill movie. Yeah, it was like, yeah, exactly. But instead of like, but it have to be a Mexican spinner. It have to be a mariachi version, right? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it in a little violin. Exactly. But he just kept egging me on. So I finally said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go write a couple of jokes. Because it wasn't... It wasn't that I wanted to be a comedian. It's I wanted to shut him up. You wanted to prove him wrong. Yeah, yeah. Just shut him up. So just shut him up. So I said, okay. So I wrote a couple of jokes. No big deal. Nothing. I didn't even know how to write a joke. Sure, I just sure, had sure. an idea Put what down it some was. some stories. Some stories. Yeah. And um, I went, got to the club, and uh, all the comedians were there. And he goes, I'll put you on after the headliner. We'll have a five-minute break. The crowd's not going to go nowhere. I'm going to go back up on stage, and I'm going to say, okay, now... We're opening it up, and I'm going to bring this guy up, and I'm going to put you on. Sure. Fuck. So I had to sit there, and I look. And then this time, I realized that all the guys that were there were really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd's really laughing. Well, it's amazing when you're sober and nervous. Yeah, exactly. How hard it all suddenly becomes, you know? It's like, so, oh, fuck. So this is uh, this is I, what I believe in destiny, and I believe in and, and stuff like that. I um, I couldn't do it. I pussied up. Oh, I pussied man. out. I fucking chonched up, whatever you want to call it. I said, I cannot do this. I had a, I had one drink, yeah, and I started tiptoeing out the club. Fucking hell, And dude. I started walking out through the front door, and my bike was Sorry to say, man, you are a bitch. That's I like- am bitch, bitch. I open the door to get out of the club, and Mondo walks in. And he goes, what's up, dude? You're going to fucking do it? Yeah. I'm fucking proud of you, bro. Fuck yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, bro. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just got here. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I just said, "What do you mean?" Yeah, bro. I was, uh, I was looking for you, man. I thought I didn't know you were gonna come, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. man. I'm sorry. I had to put my, I had to put my son to sleep. But yeah, man. I'm here, bro. And he was the only Wait, dude. Did he, he? Does he mean tuck him in and read him bedtime story? Does he? Mean yeah, like put him, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, read him right. bedtime story. So this dude. Well, I'm is, just saying, yeah, your uncle, yeah. you know. So he's the only. He's the, the <laughs> dude that uh, first dude that ever believed in me. So I get on stage and of course I was horrible and I and I was too fast and I didn't know timing I didn't know sure, sure, sure. face and all the stuff that we learn as as you go along, 
Um, I never had any of those problems, man. Uh, just right natural, like, right? I was just no. I was straight out there. No. So I, uh, I was horrible. And uh, the guy, Dave Nunez, who became my mentor, yeah. saw me and I got some chuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got some chuckles. And I get off stage and he pulls me to the side and he said, hey, listen, um, you have no idea how to write a joke, but that's okay. But you have stage presence mm-hmm. and you have this charisma and you look natural up there. Yeah. I can teach you how to write a joke. And I was like, okay. Because it was like the best drug I had ever taken. It was the best sex I had ever had. It is great. It, it, oh, it's so fucking great. It yeah. was such a turn on. It was like chasing a high. So uh, Mondo was the first guy that believed in me. There you go. Dave Nunez, second guy that believed in me. Yeah. And he became my mentor, showed me how to write a joke, showed me how to use the stage, the stool, the mic stand, faces, look around. And that's everything. the day you went, you know what? I'm done with any kind I'm of done bullshit. With this. Yeah, I'm done just... with this bullshit. And I and it was a really weird thing because I um I went home that night and my my girl didn't even go. She didn't even go to the show. She sure, was like, sure, sure. she just thought it was like, you know, oh, he's fucking guys fucking around, fucking around there, yeah. because she's used to me now. She's used to me having a motorcycle parked in the front room mm-hmm. and a bunch of guns in the bedroom and a bunch of dope underneath the bed and sure. that gun on the nightstand. And that's how we slept, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my daughter would come over on the weekends and we put everything away and lock everything up. And, you know, we played nice family. And then Monday through Friday or I didn't have her that weekend. I was back to gangster mode, back sure, to being, sure, a, sure. being an asshole. So she's you got to mind you. She's used to me having a gun on the fucking dresser. And now I have a. A pad with a pen, and I'm trying to write jokes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting this this fire, and I'm starting to She's go like, to these places. Oh my god, my boyfriend's turning gay. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, he's, writing, he's, he's, get, he's getting is sensitive. He, is he writing know? poetry? What <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, so we went. I went from you know, I believe in that you have to have people believe in you, and those two dudes believed in me. And to this day, uh, they're both my best friends. I just recently went to Tommy T's up in uh, Oakland and performed with Dave. Dave and I talk all the time. He's still my mentor. I still run things by him. That's great. And um, I look at things like if I went, if I would have walked out that door and Mondo wouldn't have shown up, mm. I don't know where I would be right now. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think you'd be dead by now? Probably. I think I'd be dead, but for different reasons, yeah. I'd be dead or I'd be in jail by now. Yeah. Like seriously looking at time. You need those life-changing people. My, mine would certainly not have been because of criminality, but I'd, definitely, I'd be dead because of drugs, I think, by now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, I think you need things like that because it, this is, again, I know it's going to sound corny, and I'm sorry to, to the listeners, mm. but I was uh, I was on set doing my first acting job, mm-hmm. and I don't take anything for granted. I used to. I used to take things for granted. Sure. Then I got into this business, and I enjoy every moment of it. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm sitting on set, and I call my rep, I right. call my manager, and I go, I've been up since 5.30, I went to hair and makeup, I used to have real long hair, went to hair and makeup, I'm sitting under a tent, and uh, they haven't called me yet, because I don't know how it works yet, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm new, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I've been here all, all fucking morning, and now we're already going into the afternoon, I, I don't I, 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 like, I don't understand. I'm, is this guy wrong? Like, is Should I, I leave? Should I, like, out? what yeah. the fuck, you know? And he goes, 
First of all, calm down. Welcome to the business. This is what it's like. You're going to fucking get up in the morning. You're going to eat breakfast. You're going to hair and makeup. And you're going to sit on set for, for 12 eight, hours. Yeah, for 12 you hours. 20 minutes get, or some shit. Before yeah. you get called on to do do your scene. He's like, yeah. it's okay. Just, just you know, this is another guy that believed in me. My manager, Eddie. You know, yeah, I believe yeah. I, he saw me at the comedy store. And he's managed me and got me great things. So I believe in, you know, karma, meeting people. Yeah. Um. So he goes, relax. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're making $500 a day. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there under a tent, playing with your phone. You're yeah. making five hundred dollars a day. You're not selling drugs. You don't have to worry about getting arrested. You don't have to worry about them kicking in your door. You don't sure. have to worry about nobody shooting at you. you also, let's be you- honest. I mean, most of the rest of the cast, you probably could have sold drugs. Yeah, sure. Seriously, I could have made side money. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I'm we got to there- book Miguel in this <laughs> next movie, man, because the cast had a great. Fucking love it. <laughs> you know, everybody the enjoys them. DOP got that. Oh, the oh. playbacks were amazing. Dude, so I'm sitting there, man, and and I thought, and I'm sitting there, dude, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm getting I ready. Like the idea that you did craft services on every Tim yeah, Burton yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so trippy. So I'm sitting there, man, and here's the fucking weird thing. I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at. They go, okay, Rojas. Uh, they, they call me Rojas, uh, you're up, you know, we're, we're setting up your shot. Sure. And I said, okay. And I know exactly what I'm doing. Cause bro, I studied that fucking script backwards and forwards. I knew your lines, my lines, his lines. I didn't even have lines. I and he still knew And, my and lines. I still knew yeah, your lines. I, yeah, I knew when, it. when this guy was supposed to say, when this guy was, cause I was that sure, nervous. Sure, I sure. didn't want to fuck up. So I'm sitting there. And the one thought right before I go on is like, where would my life would have been if Mundo wouldn't have fucking forced me to do comedy? Sure. Where my life would have been if, Dave Nunez, but that's great. You fucking. It's good to rem- like to feel grateful. Wing, you know what I mean. I think it's great to feel grateful and to feel humbled by yeah. the 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 path that opened up to you, rather right. than the path that you may have gone down. Sure, in so many different ways. You know, and that's true of all people. You don't have to be a you know a gangbanging cholo to, to no. feel that. You know, sure, sure. Um, yeah. People have it in different, relative, smaller fashions, but um, but also. You still have to maintain, I believe, some element of self-ownership that you made the choice to go through with it. Right. You made the choice to then progress and continue doing the thing that made you feel that fucking amazing in that moment when you got up on stage the first time. So So funny you're saying this, man. You can say it's Mondo and it's this guy and it's belief other people. And that also, by the way, ties into um, a feeling that I have again, and it's for different reasons, but... Probably a little feeling of self-worthlessness. Yeah. You're not meant to achieve other things. Exactly. So you go, well, it's only because other people help me exactly. out. That I even Nah, man, you're funny on stage. You're now writing all those materi- all that material. Right. You're doing the role and acting and doing that job. Right. It's not other people doing the role for you. It's not other people right. telling the jokes for you. So you've got My, to remember, uh, you've, done, you've done well because you there was clearly something in you, some spark. Yeah. That wanted to go down that way. You know, it's weird that you say yeah. that, and I'm going to be absolutely. And also, with you. Uncle Theo, who told yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I told you, yeah, 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 fucking put a bullet in your head. Yeah, <laughs> fuck <laughs> me up, kill me if I don't act right, dude. I hope um, you get an Oscar uh, one day, and then when you accept it, just yeah, thank yeah. him for I it. I thank my uncle. Yeah, I want to thank for my Theo. Telling me he was going to my Theo Rubin because he was going to kill me if I didn't straighten out. Yeah. Literally kill me. No, here's one. I'm glad you know. It's weird you said that because I have a problem with that. You know, and my, and my manager tells me all the time exactly what you just said. Hey, man, it was great that Dave Nunez helped you out. And it was great that Mondo sure. believed in you. And I know, and I'm very thankful to my manager. I, yeah, I, dude, yeah. 
I call him, I text him. I, he, you know, he's a great fucking guy. Any project that I've ever done, he shows up on set. I mean, just date him, man. You Dude, see, I know, I whatever. fucking love him. <laughs> uh, he'll show up on set, and he's just like, and, and I'm not his. I'm like his lowest client, and we laugh about it because he handles pretty big people. Sure. I'm like his lowest client, and he and he doesn't give a fuck. This dude shows up. Like, I, when I moved into my apartment, no, he's he helping does, me carry my couch. Again, he does his job. He does his me, job. Man. And he always tells and me. he cares about his clients. But he tells me the same thing he's you He's my say. manager watching this. Yeah, yeah, right? Is your is manager. You, you're, you're, you're watching on RV? This? I hope you are. He's probably not. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the, the thing. saddest yeah. thing. He probably doesn't listen to my podcast. He, uh, <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. That was a really fucked up. That was fucked up. And it hurt because I think it's true. Because it's true, yeah. It's funny because it's true. But uh, he tells me the same thing you said. I bet he watches all the Lucas Brothers TV shows, doesn't he? No, he tells me, does. you know, he says the same thing you said. I'm the one that got me there. I'm the one that's writing these jokes now. I'm the one. It's my talent that's going to these auditions. Yeah, you have, and getting I think you should always door. be grateful and um, it's a little, res- it's, respectful of people I, who show you uh, support when yeah. you don't expect it, which in right. this industry, I don't think you can expect anything from anyone anymore. My, you know what my girl tells me? Go. I'm too loyal. I'm too uh, loyal. Too loyal. Too loyal. She because wants, I come she, from... Well, she, she's asking for a threesome, dude. Yeah, That's yeah, what she's yeah, yeah. Well, she liked you. Hey, Michal, you're too yeah. loyal. Yeah. She thought you were sexy on stage. Oh, really? Oh, she couldn't stop staring at you. Yeah, them fucking super tight jeans dude, on. Dude, I know. I'm not wearing them today. Trap yeah, pants I know. today. Trap bro, pants today, bro. Bro, when you got up there, I was like... You can see the outline of it. Beyond the outline. Bro. That's why I always I always position myself with the best up lighting. So yeah, that was a, that was great. I want to cast a dick shadow on the wall. Yeah, and then on top of it, you fucking you were funny as hell. And I'm like, this asshole. Big dick, and he's funny. Turn that with a girl, though. So I'm not trying to fuck anyone's business. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, she always tells me I'm too loyal. Yeah. Because where I came from, again, going back to to my upbringing, loyalty is is huge. Yeah. You don't fucking snitch. You don't. You don't rat on your friends. Sure. You you fucking and you're loyal. Yeah, yeah. You stay loyal. You stay loyal to the neighborhood, to the gang, to your partner. You and stay also, fucking loyal. If you nowadays, don't mind, well, everyone snitches nowadays. Now it's the fucking thing to do. And I know this is this can be this can be spun by the way in um in two ways because it could be perceived as a good and a it could be perceived as a, as a positive and maybe a negative connotation. But one of the things that attract, attracted me to wanting to have you on the podcast and also attracts me to um, people in my life. And some, some of the people I'm, that I'm closest friends with are very law-abiding, decent, great, never fucking done anything kind of people. But they're, they're real. They're very real. Yeah. So all my boys back in New York, you know, great fucking dudes. They're nice guys. They're nice guys. They're good guys. But also I know if there was a fucking altercation, they wouldn't hesitate to fucking put a chair over someone's head. Right. And there's something about that kind of person. I like people who are looking for the positives, trying to better themselves, trying to change the... Um, the worst aspects of themselves, which I'm going to be on it. I, I have that uh, not proclivity for violence, but I'm I'm incredibly attracted to justice. Sure, personal justice, sure. street justice, exactly. So I don't. I think violence is abhorrent, and I think if you're if you want to hurt people, you're fucked in the head, and you should seek sure. help for that. Right. However, if someone wrongs me, right, and because they think they can just get away with don't it, don't fuck with me. Yeah, I've jumped out of my car on LA freeways. Yeah. <laughs> or like pulling over and I've jumped out of my car. Yeah. And run up to people's window. Bang, bang, bang. Get the you fuck out. fucking lunatic. Get out of your fucking car yeah. if you're so fucking tough. You give me the yeah. finger. Yeah. You cut me up 
and give right. me the fucking finger. Exactly. Get out of your fucking car. We're and, in the and same I will break boat. your fingers. Right now, get out. I'll you break car. your fucking and hand. Lock. Uh, drive away. Blah, blah, blah. I'm filming you. And yeah. it's because you're a pussy. Yeah. Don't do Where's the fucking tough guy? And this is what I like. I like people who don't. And I can see that in you. You're clearly a guy who has that past, has a, you know, uh, will not stand for shit, will be very direct yeah. and honest. But this is what I like most in people is that they move on from that per version of themselves. However, they will not put up from bullshit of people who are putting that out fake in a fake manner. Right. There's so much of that in LA. And, yeah. I, and and it's not it's not beneficial for me for me to, for, to even point it out. Uh, Tim Dillon. Do you know Tim Dillon? Comedian Tim Dillon? No. Hilarious fucking guy. Blowing up. But he's also such a straight talker. I think within the industry, even though he was like hot for uh, a hot minute, you know, he had a bit of time where everyone wanted to book him on everything. Right. And they still love him because they know he's brilliant. Right. Now he's almost making himself less bookable for TV because he's going, I th it's all bullshit. Yeah. So he, um, he put a tweet out the other day. He said, the single quickest way to kill your career is to be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he's right. He, no, he really is. Everyone will, they'll, they'll say it. They'll get on Instagram, be yourself, trust no. in yourself. Don't no. listen to the haters. Just no. focus on yourself. No, 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 no. If I wanted to be successful right now, I'd yeah. cut my fucking hair, right. shave my beard. Sure. I'd start wearing little suits and I'd go yeah. on stage and be like, oh God, yeah, I'm British, aren't I? I'm lovely and I'm adorable and I'm yeah. hilarious. And yeah. I'd never talk about anything real. I just make fucking jokes no. about, God, isn't it ridiculous? The prices you pay yeah. for a fucking How about the cinnamon roll. You can do I the do traffic. Shit like that. Yeah. And in, within six months to a year, You'll blow up. I'd be fucking blowing up. Yeah, you'd have your own special. Problem is, I'd be a fake two-faced piece of shit vacuous two-dimensional cunt and i so can't here's, be that here's the dilemma do you do you go that route and 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 that's why you get these guys that have drinking problems yeah drug problems oh, and I'm, ultimately I'm, kill themselves uh, you know what I'm or doing do you stay with yourself and try to just chisel away and, and keep the fight and reshape yourself you? sculpt yourself into yeah. the best version of yourself so i yeah. don't want to be i don't ever i want to be more mature that if someone is aggressive and nasty and violent with me or comes right. at me with that energy right and i know they're not going to follow through rather than what my initial instinct a year yeah. ago or two years ago or and certainly throughout a lot of my most of my 20s and younger younger years would be if you do that to me, I'm going to immediately put you in your fucking place we'll by knocking you. your fucking teeth out. Yeah, I'm going to smash and you. And then what happens is people talk. But you're talk. the bad guy. People talk. You're the bad guy. You're the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I, had a, I had a bad reputation in the beginning with comedy. Yeah. Oh, I had a bad reputation really? because of that, that, because I came, I was still very much rooted yeah. in that, in that world. Yeah. So when comic, I didn't understand Hollywood or yeah, yeah, the yeah. comedy scene and when comics would would like like I remember a guy stole a joke from me and I didn't you know now if you steal something from me I laugh and I'm and, and it's oh, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's no. comical Sorry, dude. If if someone's uh, if if I see joke theft, I will I will confront someone, and they better fucking apologize and promise me they're never going to do that joke again. Well, here, here's my or they here's will my get thing. their fucking ass handed to them. Like fuck here, here, that. Here's you take my, my jokes. You're fucking with my business. Here, here's my thing with that. If you take a joke from me, which I've seen, if you take a joke from me, yeah, um, I have a different way of doing it now. I used to be that guy, and I got a really bad reputation for that. People that would steal some shit from me, and man, then I've been doing your, I've been doing all your Mexican stuff for a while now. Oh like, man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hey, it's working though. I hope I, it's working for I you. I know I sound British, but actually, yeah, yeah, but it's I going am, over. Uh, what they call a cholo. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, uh, I used, I had a bad reputation because I would confront people and hand them their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell them straight out, hey, I'm gonna fucking throw you through that motherfucking wall. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. No, go on stage. 
go back up there and tell people, I stole that joke from Miguel Rojas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm apologizing. I'll never do it you again. You did a lot of shows with Carlos Mencia. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, seriously. And then what did it get me? It got me uh, blackballed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It got me It got me pushed away and it couldn't get booked. Well, there's a so great comedy now, club out here that I don't get booked at. And without, I won't name names because I hope we can. I can rectify that and undo it. But because of the comedy seller in New York, that's my home club. Mm-hmm. In the first six months of being there, I, at the end of six months, the... Um, an audience member got thrown out the whole party for being aggressive and loud and obnoxious and ruining the show. And I told the guy, just get the fuck out of here. And I was really aggressive. Like, I was just, get yeah. the fuck out. You're done. Yeah. And the bouncer started letting man. He's like, man, I'll see you outside, motherfucker. I'll see you outside. Sure. I'm like, all right, you'll be waiting at least 15 minutes because I've got to do my set. job. You can't. Yeah. Like that. And he leaves. And I'm like, so I'm working on my people skills, you know, to yeah, the audience. Yeah, yeah. And they all laughed. And then I had a great set. Okay. But then I went outside afterwards to talk to the guy and be like, I'm not, I don't hate you, but you have to understand that this is all I got. Yeah. And you're fucking that up. Yeah. So not just me, but all this room of people who have paid to enjoy it. To come to have and a good that's time. That's not fair, dude. It's not, yeah. I don't want to fight with you. Selfish. I just want you to understand what I'm trying to do. Anyway, I walked outside and the guy was right in my corner and sucker punched me. Oh, and wow. I ended up opening his head up. Okay. So police arrived. I got squirreled away. They got told the guy to get the fuck. They told him, you know, he assaulted one of our comics and he got like, you know, got got his ass handed to him. And they went, all right, cool, no worries. They told the guy to fuck off before they arrested him, right. you know. And uh, it was all okay. There was no trouble. There was no kickback for the club and stuff. But that story circulated to a point where comics who didn't like me because they're intimidated by what I represent, which mm-hmm. is honest. Uh, honesty is a terrifying thing for performers it across, is. The, across the boards. And one comic who's booked at this club has clearly shit taught me to the club owner and said, "Oh yeah, oh he's violent. Yeah, he's a violent guy. You know, he got yeah. in a fight with it. He punched an audience member in the face yeah. at the comedy set. You hear that? He fucking picked him up and threw him across exactly. the room. And even though Whooped two or three other comics who are long-standing, you know, very established sure. comics like Greg Regal, I'd say he's he's his buddy of mine, and you know, we performed together. And he he told the booker and was like, "No, it's not how it happened, man. This is what going on." And the booker's just like, "Nah." In his head, it's over. And then when you add to that, I'm six foot four, tattoos, long hair, skinny, good looking, the skinny jeans huge, and the fucking huge cock. <laughs> you said it, bro. Yeah. Not <laughs> thank you, thank you. You said it, and every TSA agent who ever checks what yeah. a suspicious package yeah. is going to go through. What the is this? What is this? That happened to me once. It was the best day of my life. That's um, awesome. But uh, he wouldn't let me film him saying that. That's why it happened. Um, um, but yeah, but the the fucking it's 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 like it can follow you around, and it's trying to find yeah. better ways to to moderate. I, I I want entertainers and performers to be honest like you are. To be honest in their jokes, their material. To right. be honest in their performances when they're acting. Sure. To be honest when they're discussing business and talking to other peers in great, the industry. I have a great story for you but about that. But this is not what the industry wants. No. So you have but, to work out where, how do I you have to, it's checks and moderate balances. myself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A great story for you. So... Like you, uh, I had experiences with with people again with the joke thievering, and then sure, and I got a uh, for a while there. It was like, oh man, he's a violent guy. He's ex gangbanger, biker. You know, he, he hangs out with these guys and these you think guys. They let and, you perform, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. And um, for a while there, I was I was getting blackballed, right. And to a to a certain degree, what is hilarious is that people that know me and like, okay, so you and I have made a connection, sure, and I'm sure, going to sure. tell you something. I follow you on Instagram. If I see you booked a TV show or if I see you somewhere, I'll be the first guy that will send you a message. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. Keep grinding. Keep going. Because oh, I believe... I hate to be an arsehole, but once I, I got a big TV show, I'm blocking you're everyone. You're blocking yeah, everybody. You okay, that's know. good. That's good. I'm deleting all social yeah. media. 
Okay. I'm just going to move to an island. Yeah, and Everyone's that's it. fuck themselves. Suck it. <laughs> um, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, uh, I know I, what you're saying. Yeah. For, for, I'm, I'm, uh, for, for, you're a, genuinely degree, supportive of people. Genuinely supportive of people that I like and that I, 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 you know, seem like, man, this guy's great. Sure, you know? as you should be. As anyone, as, as should, anyone be. should be. But, yeah. but not everybody is. <clears throat> so back to the story. I've, I've been blackballed by my own people in the comedy circuit, which is hilarious. And, for a while there, I had I had this reputation. I got by own people, I got you, ba- you mean obviously flutists because uh, yeah, you are. exactly. I got I got banned from John Lovitz. Yeah, they they banned me for smoking weed in the green room. Now weed is just everyone talks about they get high. Everybody talks about getting high. Everybody wants to smoke in the green room. It's it's so kosher. But ten years ago, when I was smoking weed in the green room, you would have thought I was doing fucking heroin. Sure, sure. You would have thought I was shooting up in my neck before the show, and I was like, "Bro, it's weed." Sure, that's actually. You know what though? That is a that is bad business etiquette. It is. I'm not going to support that one. Yeah, no, no, not at all. all. I I told you, I'm straight up, and I'm going to be true with you. Yeah. If you're in a green room, don't fucking spark up a joint in the green room or a blunt. You know what I mean? Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, because other people don't want to smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, but you know, other comments. That was a dick move, Miguel. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I got banned from Lovitz. I got banned from Brea. I had got banned from Irvine. Yeah. And each time it was because of my reputation that he's a stoner, he gets high, or he's this old, this kind of gangster dude. And uh, luckily enough, but if you were I white had and you had no like, tattoos, you'd be Doug Benson well, successful right now. Well, no, <laughs> who's built but, an entire career on getting high at comedy venues, right? Luckily, uh, Brian Monarch. I don't know if you know who Brian Monarch is. Heard great the name. comic. Certainly had the name, yeah, yeah. Great comic. He's doing big things. He's, okay. uh, opens up for Dane Cook. Okay, yeah, Brian yeah. and I are friends. Brian actually spoke up for me a couple of times. Uh, I and was like, no, that's not what happened. This sure, is a thing. Sure. Send me a message. Hey, they wondered if we were talking about banning you, but I talked to the club owner and everything's cool. I talked to the guys. Everything's great. Like, you know, thanks, Brian. So what I had to do was kind of reinvent myself, and which, which I had to do was kind of take a step back. Yeah. If you steal my joke now, I'm I'm not gonna really, quote unquote, come after you. Hmm. What I'm going to do is send you a message or find you and talk to you and sit you down and tell you. So I guess we're sharing material now, because you took something from me, and this is my business. This is my home. Hmm. You came in my home and took something from me. You're like now, so now I'm, I'm gonna coming fuck to fuck your wife. Oh no, wait, sorry. yeah, exactly. You now I'm way. coming. <laughs> I'm coming to take something from you. So whatever your best joke is, I'm going to not only take it, but I'm going to rework it. I'm going to reshape it. And I'm going to only do it when we do a show together. Right. So I'm going to force my way on. That's an an interesting, um, it's an interesting approach. Well, this is what, well, it never works because I've never done it, but it's just the thread alone. That's how you would like The thread alone, the thread alone stops. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, you know, tit for tat, eye for an eye, kind of going, I'm not going to come at you with physical aggression. No, I'm just going to take your best joke. your best gag. And and I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to shit on it. And I'm going to fucking just shit all over it. I'm going to make sure I get booked with you on a show. Not only that, I'm going to go on before you do the show and then tell people while I'm on stage that you stole a joke from me and that you're coming up next to do the joke that I just did from you and I hope you enjoyed it. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Now, fuck you. That's quite... That's quite. I mean, that's quite a statement. Now people people know I do that or the, the threat of that. So I've never had to do that, but they're more like, oh, because they know... Like, oh, you know, Miguel was a violent guy. He was a weird yeah, you know, yeah, guy. Yeah. So I actually had a 
about two years ago was the last time I had this run in. Um, someone was trying to take this joke of mine and I, I, I just called the person and I said, Hey, listen, blah, blah, blah. This is my joke. I've been doing it for like fucking seven years. Everybody knows I did this. I do this joke. It was as a matter of fact, when I walked into the club and you were doing it, all the comics turned around and looked at me like, yeah, this, this is your bit, isn't it? This yeah, is your yeah. fucking bit, right? This is all yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so just please don't do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just begging you because you know what? Here's the thing. You're going to look like the joke thief. Sure. You're fucking yourself up. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. going to look. And I understand you might need material. I'll help you write something. Did they respond? So they had taken the joke as opposed to just parallel thinking? Yeah, no, they took the joke. Okay. And, and they just changed one or two things, you know, and, and they changed it. But it would, but, but nicely they stopped doing it. And, and, you know, I've never really had that problem. Again. Me and Michael Che had a, a piece of material and I, I love Michael. And I, I, as far as I know, he thinks I'm a great guy as well, but we, sure. we had, um, we had a, a very similar bit of material that we both did this newish joke in at the cellar and it was about the same homeless guy round the corner outside <laughs> and a similar thing had happened to us where we'd gone to give him some money right and then pulled out a big note thinking it was a fucking couple of dollar bills and it was a fucking you know 50 and just yeah. like well now i can't what am i gonna do go like mm, no no you're no, not no, you're no, not no, worth no, that. that's not no, 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 that's no. not for you let me go inside and break yeah, this, break and give this. You, you know, exactly or something like that and then touching his hand he wants to thank you because it's so much money and he touched right. your hand and then you have to go home the whole way keeping your fucking hand out here and wash right. it and we both had a similar thing and we talked about it because i did the gag one night and people went oh that's really similar to a michael che bit that he started doing right i went interesting so i went and talked to michael and i just said look you know you got a bit like this and uh he was like yeah yeah and i was like yeah all right me too and i just decided i'll just drop it yeah I, well i'll drop it because a i don't ever want to have a joke that sounds like anyone else's sure even though there's gonna be parallel there's thinking always and parallel, parallel you know thinking, yeah but not that not that clearly like the premise and the punch was so similar in in ways or well, the right. punch was different but the, the 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 tags to lead to the big punchline sure it was a similar formulaic idea and uh, also, Michael Che is on SNL. He's the head writer of SNL. He's so, huge. He's a huge star. And I just went, in this scenario, it he doesn't matter me. who wrote it first. He's infinitely more established than me out exactly. in the country. And there's no point in me doing this gag because people no. will always think it's a make-up Michael Che joke. So I just dropped it. And it's the easiest way. Me. And yeah... Well, it's not about our ranking. If I'd been doing it for years and could prove with recorded sure. material... In fact, I had a recording of the joke. Mm, from, this, from this gets interesting. Well, no, but I have a recording of the joke from an earlier set at the at the cellar, you know, a yeah. month or two before. So I could prove that I've been doing it as long as he'd been doing his bit, but it didn't really, or yeah. a little bit before his bit, but it didn't matter. I was just like, nah, it's not worth it. It's just a joke. It's one joke. It's one joke. It's one joke, and it's not even. It's not like a killer in my set. It's not something that my set relies on. You know, I'm I, done with it. So I um I'm, I gave it over. I think. And, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying, and I think. I think the comedy community is now an awful lot better at policing themselves right. in that respect. We police ourselves pretty well when it we comes do. to joke theft. Right. When it comes to shit talking and backstabbing oh, and telling venues, oh, don't book oh, this guy, he's like, God. that stuff is the stuff that oh, I can't so, deal with. It's so yeah. wrong because it's so fucking catty. And it doesn't need to be that well, way. Well, it's insecurity. It's born of insecurity. And I get it. Right. We're all performers because there's a part of us that's insecure. We need validation from strangers. Oh, we do. But... Are you I'm kidding me? I'm, I'm insecure in the sense that I hate myself for lots of reasons. I hate mm -hmm. who I am for lots of reasons because I was brought up to feel that way, that I wasn't good enough. Right. However, I don't, I, I'm not insecure. Like my insecurities don't make me sh try and shit on what you're trying to do in life right. or shit on what she's trying to do or what he's trying to do. It makes me just go, oh, I fucking hate myself. Whereas there's so many people I found in this town that need 
And the reason they do it is because they've never had their ass kicked. Yeah. And that's the part of me, just hey, to bring hey, it hey. full circle, where you said there are moments where you do miss the old life. There are moments yeah. where you don't necessarily go, oh yeah, I gave that up because I knew it was the wrong thing. It was more just circumstance that led sure. you to a better path. Right. I can relate to that because there's still a part of me that goes, if every comic who shit talks and acts like a fucking bitch in a green room or talking behind the back, they're like, hey, right. Jeff, that was so funny. And then yeah. they fucking hated me because I looked like their, girl, their girlfriend made a comment to them like, right. oh, he's cute, blah, blah, blah. Who's right. he? And they're like, he's cute. Who the fuck? I don't, well, no, I don't want to fuck him. I'm just saying he yeah. looked nice. He's like, right. I like his accent, whatever. Right, right. That guy, that's the guy who goes and goes, someone goes, oh, I heard about this Jeff Leach guy. I want to get him on my show. And he goes, nah, 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 he sucks. You know who got him? What kind of bullshit Nah, he's that? a fucking arsehole, dude. Nah, look at him, look at him. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Look at him. Of here's, course he is. Here's, here's what Fuck takes, those people. They need yeah. their ass kicks. But a good I, ass kicking never hurt. Uh, my dad would always say a good ass whooping never hurt anyone. Yeah. A good ass whooping never hurt anyone. Yeah. If you really seriously get a good ass whooping, it, you'll fucking line up. Everything, all, all your perspectives, everything will just whoop. You'll get real lined up real quick. A good ass kicking um, will straighten you out. A good sober ass kicking. Yeah, no, it's got to be sober. I almost got killed in Lithuania. No, wow. Yeah, yeah, and during a, a drug deal actually. But I, I like, I almost got killed out there, and I got kicked in the head by two guys until I was unconscious. Oh yeah. They left me for dead, robbed me, and then fucked off. And I woke up in this woman's house and there was like her little daughter watching as the, her and her friend were like tending all my wounds and yeah. holding ice and cleaning blood out of my fucking eyes and nose and all that shit. And I flew home the next day and um, uh, and that made me more aware of getting in scraps, of making it worthwhile. It's not worth it unless it's really worth it. Right. But it didn't stop me getting in scraps. Yeah. The, the kick-in that stopped me getting in scraps or the wake-up was when I was like infinitely more in control of how I escaped my problems right. instead of doing it with drink and drugs. Right. Now it was like, all right, when I'm in a position to be awake, awake, you have to be awake yeah. to take the lesson from a being. I think, I think, you know? I think, uh, uh, touching back on what you were saying about these, uh, uh, the comics, there, there's so much, um, and it happens to me. And what's even funnier with me is that it happens from my own people. My yeah, own, you said that a few times. My own, so what, my own Mexican, quote why, unquote. Why do you think that Mexi is? Why do I think that is? Um, is I, it because I, can I can I hazard a guess before sure, you say it? Sure. Just thinking that it could be. I've heard other comics who are Latin. Yeah. Tell me that they are, or or, or Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Tell me that they because it's like a, especially in a country that does so define people by their race. Yeah. In comedy, if you're an exaggerated version of what you are. I'm super Mexican or, yeah. or I'm super black man or, yeah, or yeah, oh yeah. I'm super white you know right, right. whatever the fuck it happens to be if you play up to it you can be very successful because people like to reinforce the stereotypes in this country sure. especially through comedy right and if there's if you're one of a small group of people that represent that group you're going to get a lot of work as soon as there's more and more and more and more Mexican comics right it just dilutes how unique some of you those are. successful comics are. Is that? Do you think it's that? I, I, I think that that could be. That could be. Um, I honestly think with me, it's just a sense of. You know what a crawl dad is? I don't. Okay. Um, crawl dad. Crawl dad. It like okay. So, you know, like a little, uh, like a little shrimp. Oh, they're, like they're crawl like, daddies. Crawl daddies. Yeah, crawl daddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a crawdad. it's okay. like a, yeah, it's like. So shrimp. you know, you can put them in a big bucket. Crawfish. Crawfish. Yeah, yeah. Crawl dad. You know, you can put them in a big bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to put a lid on that bucket. Do yeah. you know that? Why? Because they pull each other down. Because they pull each other down. Yeah. And that's... 
see, I, I don't consider myself a Latino comedian. I don't consider myself that at all. I grew up in the hood. I'm just a fucking ghetto clown. I grew up laughing and running and ripping and, and laughter amongst drug dealing and gang banging. That's just part of life. And, and, and when you grow up, I talk to my crowd like I used to talk to the homies. You, you, you'd be sitting there and you'd be like, oh, shit, dog. Hey, for real, though. Did you see what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker, you weren't here. Yeah. Motherfucker. Dude, girl showed up, jumped out the car. She was like, where's Damien? We were like, oh, shit, Damien yeah, in the yeah, back yeah. getting his that's dick what they, That's what they like, yeah. And that's what, because that's just the way we grew up. And that's who the fuck I am. And that's how I, I approach it. Um, but I think, uh, get with the crawdad, is it in this community, I don't consider myself like a Latino comic. I don't. I, I can so, I can go in front of an all white crowd and not, make them laugh. I can go in front of an all black crowd and make them laugh. Sure. I can go in front of a mixed crowd and make them laugh because I don't give a fuck because I'm just gonna represent Japanese crowds. Me. Hate you though, don't they? No, you know who really loves me? Jewish people. I oh, really. I swear to Muhammad, Jewish people that's love the like, shit out of me. That's because like Tolles buy a lot of like big bling bling jewelry. Probably and who owns all the diamond stores? Ju- Shalom to my Jewish brothers Absolutely. because they fucking love me. Hey, they there's, love- there's a group of people who don't. They don't crawl, dad. They fucking push they, each other to the they top. They push man. each other to the top, man. Yeah. I wish we were more like that. But I wish I was Jewish. <laughs> that's <laughs> me what I too, wish. man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Michael Rolstein, I could change my name from Miguel Rojas to Michael Rolstein. Um, but in my little circle of, of my, there's only like maybe one or two tops, three that are that are willing to recognize. Oh, this guy's funny. Um, this guy's good, mm. and I'm gonna put him up. Other than that, they will block you, talk shit about you, steal from you, mm. um, and and be jealous of your success because it's it's ultimately what I believe is jealousy. Am I any better than anyone? Fuck no. And do, can I be way funnier? Fuck yeah. Am I trying to be way funnier? Hell yeah. Mm. I'm busting my ass to try to be the funniest motherfucker I can be. Sure. It's not a competition. When you and I performed on that show, you went up before I, I did. I sat back and I watched you and I, I told my, my girl, I said, this motherfucker is funny. Mm. This dude is funny. And she was like, oh my God, yes, he is. And I was like, stop looking at his dick. He's super I funny. Think, think this is how it begins. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's super funny. I'm going to do men only clubs from now on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just gay and clubs. And they, they the, love the, me too. They, so. they, oh yeah, gay people love me also, but that's for a different reason. You got that bit Because I got that yeah, bit, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and, I'm, and I'm really, and like, again, that's my, my friends. I have gay friends and I'm very in touch with that uh that community that's part of my growth you know sure um but uh i recognized that you were funny and i was like dude this guy's really funny mm. and when you got off stage if you remember i went up to you and i was like dude that was great yeah yeah, yeah. you were fucking hilarious no, you were genuine you yeah, know I like and that. i was genuine about it because i i that's that's just what it is and my little circle of latino comedians these motherfuckers will block you and they won't tell you you're good. They won't tell you you're funny. They won't tell you good job. Now, do you think that's you know? just because you're another Latin com- or not, uh, you're not di- di- yeah. defining yourself as Latin comedy? Or do you think that's just because the ones that you've encountered happen to be insecure douchebags? They're insecure. Who don't want they're, big they're insecure douchebags, but it's part of the, the chismoso of I'm the fucking big guy. 
I'm the funniest motherfucker here. And a lot of them I, I had to take a second. I just had the whitest moment I've had on this podcast so far because when you said uh, machismo, yeah. I didn't understand you were saying machismo. You just went, it's like the, it's like the machismo. <laughs> like, you said it so fucking Mexican. Machismo. I didn't even know what you were talking about. I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then motherfucker. I, I digested. Uh, I was like, oh, you see... Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you got to be the big guy. You know, you got to be the tough guy. I was like, I'm trying to be very progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't understand a word you just said. Yeah. What the fuck is he saying? God damn it! Speak English. And machismo, man. No. These guys. These guys walk around and they want to be the fucking tough guy. They want to be the funny guy. And and not not only the Latinas también. The girls too. Sure. The girls want to be the best there. And and there's like. There's, so there's no competition. There's no, there's no room for. There's no room for. Hey, you're funny. Yeah. There's no room for. Hey, man, good job. Well, look, we just discussed you know? um, a little bit before we started the podcast. You know, you opening up for Brian Callen. You know, on yeah. on some shows and bigging up how great a guy he was. You know, and th- there was a part of me. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing uh, an episode of the podcast with Brian apparently at his home. I think next week I'm going to go right. there and do an episode. But he. Um, He's one of a group of guys who I who I respect for their worth ethic. Mm-hmm. They seem to be all pushing each other up, you know? Right. Him, Theo Vaughn, Chris Delia. Yes. Exactly. Um, you know, Cheeto Santino. I think that's, is that his name, Cheeto Santino? Mm, I don't know if that's I can't his remember. name. But, you know, there's that guy and then, uh, Joe Rogan. All of sure. these guys, they're all part of a group. Kill Tony, you know, uh, Tony Yeah, Hitchett. yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's a group of guys, they're all going, we can all be big boys. Let's all, yeah. let's all dominate There's room this. enough. Yeah, let's help each other out. Andrew Schultz is a similar guy doing that back in New York. I'm, I'm, Andrew Schultz is one of the one things that makes me miss what he's doing with himself in the industry. Makes me miss being in New York. You know, I, I would have loved to have been a part of that in some way. You um, see, this is why I don't run in clicks, though. Why? Because because I've never found a click that that supports each other like that. Those sure, guys. Sure. Those guys are literally trying to bring the now, funny out on each what, other what do you and think? push each other up. Oh, me, absolutely. And, I, and, and me, I'm they a also fucking know, solo look, If you've got a fucking podcast, this is how they look at it. And this is how everyone should be looking at it. If you've got a podcast and i got a podcast, you know, I go, well, yeah, come and do my podcast because I want my listeners to check out your comedy. I want sure. them to come and see you live. I want them to watch your movie. Sure. Um, and support you. But then that's how they do it. And then they go, well, you come on mine because exactly. I know that's a completely different audience who won't even know about you yet. Come on, be a little funny, be a little insightful, sure. say yeah. some interesting shit. That's a, that's they might a, check yeah. you out. Sure. It's not competition. Like no. You're not going to lose a gig because uh-uh. you helped out someone who you think is good. But um, but these guys, they think, and, that, and, and you nailed it. Uh, you nailed it right there. You fucking nailed it. These guys think, if I put Miguel on and he's funnier than me, I'm going to lose he my audience the, to him. He becomes the new Latin the, comment they're going to follow. Yeah, I'm going to lose my audience to him. If I have a podcast show and I bring Miguel on and he's got, you know, he's a SAG actor and he's got this movie out, he's got this, oh my God, I might lose some fucking fans to him. Where I've I've put on a couple of shows. I've ran a couple of shows at like the Ice House. Love the Ice sure, House. Sure, and yeah. they're, they're very, very loyal to me. I'm very loyal to the Ice House. I, and I'm not that I've done a lot, but I've done a couple there and I love performing there. But my whole thing is this. Now that you and I have met, and I see how funny you are, if I get another show there and I put, I'll, I'll put you on. I mean, you better fucking have, I'll yeah. I'll fucking put you on. And here's the reason Otherwise, why. Otherwise, I'm coming down there. Yeah, yeah. Here's the reason. Bust my head I'm going to park my you're bike. Fucking fuck me up. Here's the thing. Because you're funny. Yeah. And I'm going to put the funniest comedians that I can find on that show for one reason and one reason only. Could have said, said funny and, and good looking, but it's all right. Oh, it's all right. Oh, funny. No, it's fine. Okay, oh, let me stroke you. Funny, good looking, and big dicked. Um, 
But my whole thing is when I put a show on. Thanks, man. I needed yeah, that. Yeah, I know you did. You're a little sensitive yeah. and your little bruised ego. I think I would have done it right in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done really well. I, I would have had a nice puppy to look after me. <laughs> yeah, you would have yeah, done really well. Would I have been, really been a bitch to a Mexican gangbang, a cholo? Was I'm going to that... tell you what. You're a very good looking man. <laughs> you know, me, they don't want to. They don't oh, want to have sex with me. Shit, I'm man. just some fat, ugly, tattooed guy. I would, I you, would have, I would have done I would have done anal kegels yeah, just you, so I could learn to snap my butthole so sharp it could cut off the circulation yeah, in your dick. Yeah, That's how you do it. Yeah. Fight them from within. Fighting from literally from within. Literally, my literally colon. from within. <laughs> it's gonna fucking um, end. It. Well, like I was saying, my whole thing is I always put. The funniest comedians I can Of course, play. that's the way it should be, man. And here's the thing. Because I want the crowd that I bring to enjoy the show. Yeah. I want them to say, I can't decide who my who the funniest or I can't decide which one was my favorite because everybody was so fucking good. And I don't care that if you're funnier than me. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she's funnier than me. Yeah. If I'm running a show, I'm going to put you guys up. And, and that just makes me have to try harder it makes me want to bring something out within me to rise to that level uh, this is this that's is, dude this that's, is a big mainstay of conversations i've had lately that's as well. that's what i believe in now you should surround yourself with people who are and it's hard more to. talented exactly more driven yeah better looking harder working i always better say at this thing because all that makes you do is if you look at it with a with a with a, with a mentality of Oh, they're better than me, and that makes me feel shit about who I am. No, you should no. surround yourself with people who are better, because then you want to achieve what they want to do, what they can do. I always, I always take something from people. Yeah, every person I ever met, every people I've well, ever I mean, met, I always you're a take criminal. something. I mean, it yeah, makes well, sense yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a criminal. Well, but one of the things I took was I met this. I know this comic who said, "If you're the funniest guy in your circle, get out of that circle." Surround yourself with people that are funnier than you, just like you said. Right. Because that's going to make you better. And I've always, and I and I took that and I kept it. And I said, yeah, I have to surround myself with people that are as driven or more driven than I am. I have to find people that are, are doing better than I am. That are more driven. To push funnier, yourself to the next to level. To push myself yeah. to the next level. Hmm. To keep rising. But and this these is, by the way, true and applicable to every industry, to anything, I think. You can apply it to life. anything in life. It doesn't matter if it's comedy or entertainment. But these guys in, the, in that quote unquote, like Latino circle, they're they want to be the funniest. Yeah. So they're gonna put comics that are less funny than they are. Mm-hmm. Funny enough to get the giggles, but they want the laughs. Funny enough to bring the people. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But they want to shine. Sure. And it, and it's not just in the Latino comedy community. It's also with the black community. Yeah. Black comics have the same problem. If if you're too funny, shh, I ain't putting you up. Hell no. Better go on with that bullshit yeah. because they want to be the funniest. That was a and, wonderful impression of a black comic, by the way. No, that's know. just the way I talk, bro. <laughs> but here's the thing: um, you gave it a little more flavor. And, and, I know uh, you did. You gave it a I, more I, I, I got a lot of flavor up it, in it me. It was a little picante, that and, one. It was a little spicy. But uh, I get more love from from white, quote unquote, white comics, right, and quote unquote black comics than I do from from Latin. From Latin. Yeah. Like the J spot, J Anthony Brown. That guy, I met him. The dude's amazing. Mm. I performed at the J Club. He saw me. He tells me, "I want to book you. You can come in on Tuesday. I want you to do some time. Stop in, do some time." And this is a guy who, like, mentored Steve Harvey. Sure, this guy is like this guy is no joke, man. You're talking about J Anthony Brown. You, like, you're this starting is out a, with a full goatee, but by the time he's know, done with you, dude, you're going to have an like, impressive yeah. stars like <laughs> Mr. Harvey. Like this guy is like the you're shit. You're going to have a dude. game show. A game show. Like this guy is the shit, you know, and for him to say, Hey, you can come to my club and do time. 
uh, others, uh, Big Mike, there's other uh, bookers, uh, quote unquote, black comics. They'll show me more love than the Latinos. There's I, white I want, comics that'll show me more credit love. And I want some kind of role in it if it ever happens. But I can already see like cash or bang, and it would be like a, it would be like a game show. But it's like literally you ramp up the sort of like. Hey, like old school gangster, Jolo, yeah. fucking OG type attitude, and it's and it's and it's all done like that. Yeah, well, Could be on True TV, probably True, True TV. TV. True TV will pick it up. Yeah, for they'll sure. pick it up. But yeah, it's weird how they just do that, man. I have to be your token white though. You could be on this. Yeah, we'll get token you on white there. guy. We'll find you a spot. Man. I could be. I could be. I could be a guy with a gavel. I could be like a judge. I judge, judge you worthy of winning. Yeah. Bang. Bang. Confetti comes down. Bang, bang, bang. Everyone hits the floor. Yeah, they think, they're it's all a shoot. think it's a drive-by. <laughs> yeah, was, was, yeah, that's a good shit. There you go. Cash or bang. Everyone's cool. looking. What the fuck? And at the end, you get to decide whether you take the cash or, or whether yeah. you have a shootout. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to do a joke about that. It's, it's laser tag. It's laser tag. Yeah, it's still yeah. TV. I used to do a joke about that like years ago. I think it's on YouTube. I used to do a joke about um, being at Disneyland and getting recognized. And getting recognized for comedy, okay. but thinking I was getting recognized for gangbanging. Yeah, you know. And then uh, I, 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 you what know, what was weirder is you're being recognized by Mickey Mouse as well. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Mickey's a rat though. We don't talk to him. Oh yeah, fucking snitch. Don't talk to Mickey, man. Mickey's he's a, a rat. Mouse. He's a mouse. He's isn't a he? fucking rat, he's a bro. Mouse. He's a mouse. He's a rat, bro. I mean, he's Goofy's the, cool. He's the inception. Lazy's of, cool. So you see all the names right here. A Goofy, Nazi, a Nazi apologizer. But apart from that, he's a mouse. He is a he's mouse. a fucking raton. We don't talk to him. Doesn't wear. Talk we, to Goofy. We talk to Lazy, Sleepy. Yeah, those are all nicknames that that you get in the hood. So we talk to those guys. That's now. I think that's three members of Cypress Hill, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, man. Dude, um, we got to wrap it, man. It's oh, been an shit. hour and a half. We normally oh, do an Jesus. hour, but I've enjoyed talking to you so much. Well, let me plug this movie real fast. Please do, and also let's plug all your social media as well and where people can find you, like your 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 website for the best, live shows. The, the best thing to find me is on Instagram, the real Miguel Rojas. Yeah, he's even got the real yeah, in his name. That's I how had to. Real he is. I had to. The real Miguel Rojas on Instagram, and the movie is called Low. Locating Silver Lake, and it's on Fandango now. Fandango now, Amazon, Redbox, Voodoo, iTunes, Google Play, pretty much all the social medias. You can go out and and watch it. Locating Silver Lake. Locating Silver Lake. It's really good movie. Can we get like a a brief? Like you know, just give me like a the tagline. It's a coming. It's like a coming to age story, like college, fresh out of the college years, coming to age story. A guy moves here from, uh, uh, I guess I think he's like from New York. He moves to L.A. Gets the L.A. experience, you know, like you came here. Sure, sure. And uh, it's a coming of age story. And uh, I have a little. I have a. I'm in the middle of the movie and, and in the end of it. So nice. I guess I guess some. And then, of course, giving... there's speaking lines because you know. Yeah, But it's a really good movie. It's got a good twist too. It's it's gonna you're gonna watch it. And then it's gonna take you on a on a twist. So at nice. the end, it's got a really good twist. And it's supposed to be out in thirty six countries. So oh, there we go. Whoever's so whoever, wherever you're watching, we got it, listeners all over the world. Actually, a oh, lot of people awesome. in Europe, a lot of people in Australia. Oh yeah, Canada. So yeah, yeah we appreciate. Yeah, it's in them. Canada. It's in Europe too. So it's located Silver, Silver Lake. Lake, and it's out now. It's out now. Out now. Download it, guys. Check it out. And also, make sure you check him out. The Real Miguel Rojas. That's M-I-G-U-E-L-R-O-J-A-S. Check him yeah. out on Instagram. And then you can find out all his gigs. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. I appreciate, appreciate it, man. I yeah, appreciate that was that was here. a good talk. And I enjoyed it an awful lot. And we'll have you back again, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.